Let's take a walk down memory lane with a Sports Saturday catch-up. I love this, uh, love this show, Memory Lane. It's great and uh, nice to be swinging hands with you going down Memory Lane, Vic. Yeah, I'm glad I got the call up, Jock. Yes. And uh, a blessing in disguise of no local sport, I guess, no, is no, the fact great. That, that we can take these Catch- walks down Memory Lane. Catching up with uh, a lot of our local past champions and uh, just Over catching... 30 now, Jock. Is there? Over 30. Yeah, we're getting some good, good traction. Can but, we plug uh, the podcast? Got a ripper. Oh, yeah, you go on. Yeah, well, you can find it just by searching Sports Saturday Walk Down Memory Lane on Apple Podcasts, our Facebook page, our website. Yeah, well, you just look all that up. Hey, I've got a ripper this morning, of course. Uh, well, he's a second one in the family to uh, join us. And I think it's a first father son, I think. Uh, by memory, Phil Lang. Good morning. Good morning, Jock. How are you doing? Yeah, I reckon you are a first father son. Jimmy, of course, you've... Your dad. We had him in the first series of this, and uh, well, wait. Since then, uh, you've both been un- under the knife. He's had the hip done. You've had the knee done. So, I reckon Jim might <laughs> you might have worn yours out a little bit quicker than, uh, quicker than the old man. Yeah, I did a little bit of damage to mine in my mid twenties, and um, it uh, couldn't be fixed. So, yeah, I've got a new one now. I had it in for a, about six weeks, so. and going well too. Yeah. Well, at least Jim will be back on the bowls. I don't know whether you'll be. Uh, Grabbing oh, cricket batter, no, I can't see myself in the bowls green, although he always said that, and, uh, and look where he is. When you're growing up with Jimmy, I mean, uh, it would have been a, a, a really, uh, not competitive household, I would have guessed, but it would have been a, you would have been uh, dragged around to all the sports and that. Did you realise at the time how good a sportsman he actually was? Um, from the cricket perspective, yes, because we used to tag along a little and um, and watch him play and whatever and, you know, realise that he, he was okay at it and whatever. And But um, in terms of football, we never... Unfortunately, he was finished by the time he was 27, broke yep. a leg and gave it away because of, of the cows. Yeah. But um, um, so we haven't got any recollection of that. But as we were growing up and sort of as we started to play football, you know, particularly at Colac and whatever... If I had a dollar for every time the old boy said, <laughs> yeah. if you're half as good as your old man, you'll be a champion. <laughs> um, so it was obviously highly rated. And listening to some of those things, you know, you talk, uh, Woodsy last yep. week and um, and Freddie and all those, he seems to get a mention. So he must have been pretty handy. Yeah, he was pretty handy. And, of course, got an invitation down to, uh, I think it was Essendon, wasn't it? Was, yeah, 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 he tried yeah. out at Essendon. He yeah. also had an invitation to Geelong yep. as well. But um, uh, I'm not quite sure really what happened there. They sort of weren't welcomed with open arms and whatnot. And, and he, he loved Essendon and... Um, as a, as a supporter, so he, that's you know where he would have liked to have played. He what, just, just missed out. What's your early memory at home? Because uh, your older brother Alistair, who was known as a very well decorated uh, cricketer and footballer, I guess he would have been the the leader of the pack. Then you you were second in line, Nick, yeah, and of course well, Pasco. But what's your earliest memory of perhaps kicking the footy around or or having? A oh, look, cricket? it's pretty clear. I mean, um, we kicked the footy in the paddock out from the house. Um, mm. I do have clear recollections of Dad coming out and and sort of teaching us. Um, yep. In his rubber boots, <laughs> stab passing thirty metres with his rubber boots. So um, he, he was really keen for us to learn to do that. Alistair didn't really go the the drop kick or the stab kick. No. I I learned to do it a little bit, but uh, never got to do it in a game, of course, because that was uh, long gone. But uh, yeah, he used to teach us out in the paddock, so it's pretty competitive. Uh, with growing up, there was sort of two generations yep. with Alistair and I, and then then Nick and Brent sort of came along a bit later. So most of the time it was Al and I um, yeah. in the paddock. Cricket as well. In the paddock? Yeah. Um, fortunately, Dad actually made us a little um, cricket practice wicket yeah. out the back of the house, and uh, only for, the problem was it was only it was less than half a pitch long. Mm-hmm. Um, Alistair was, even as very young, was, was extremely fast. Yep. Bowling-wise, and uh, he used to aim for that forward edge of the, 
of the, of the, <laughs> of the pitch quite a lot, which he hit it one day yeah. and um, I turned and, and uh, it hit me right at the base of the skull on the back. Ooh. Given what happened with Philip Hughes, um, yeah. I, I do wonder a little bit. But not Were you using a trigger ball in the yeah. backyard? Oh, there's yeah. no tennis balls out there. No, actually, the, what caused the the, um, the the pitch to be built was that we used to play at the front, and uh, Alistair hit mum and dad's window frame, which was timber <laughs> and the big red mark on it. So um, <laughs> that sort of was the genesis for the for the pitch out the back. Uh, it would have been because Alistair was very fiery and and very very competitive. What about? We'll, we'll touch on footy first, Phil, because um, yep. I guess that's a season. But first memories of playing sort of competitive school. Uh, what, what school did you go to? Yeah, I'll be consolidated. So, yep. Which was a reasonably big school. I mean, I left there's yep. about 150 kids there. Was it? So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had our school competition during yep. the during the year, as as most of us in the district did. And um, um, Who was coaching it there? Who was a teacher that coached you? Um, Oh, look, I started. I think I started in grade three, which I was pretty proud of because yeah. <laughs> you didn't. Not many kids got to do that, and uh, I think we had Peter Mutton or oh, yeah, yeah. might have been. And then, then Gotch Parker took over, and um, <laughs> quite proudly, Gotch always said that um, he went undefeated because we had David Henry in our side, yeah. who was one of the more dominant juniors mm-hmm. I've ever seen, and yep. um, so we always won. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we I think through those sort of three years, four, five, and six, we we didn't get beaten. So. Isn't it amazing you come through that like those smaller schools, which Alvi consolidated. And the, and the ground wasn't too big. You used to love no. playing cricket out there. No. Um, but, yeah, some of the names, you talk about Dave Henry and a few of those. Who were some of the other names that the kids you went to school with, I guess, that oh, went on our, to play a bit of sport? Um, Wicket was in our team, like he was a year older than me. Um, Graham Williamson went on to play yep. league footy, obviously. Yep. Um, Murray. Um, who else? Glenn Smith was a pretty good... He was a good footballer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. as a young guy. Um, David Burnett was a really dominant yep. junior. Um, so, yeah, it was a, a pretty strong team. Did All you right. hold your own? I played fullback because I could kick the furthest, basically, <laughs> at that age. A good skill as a junior. Well, kicking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good skill. Not many could... Uh, on those smaller grounds, if you're the LV Consolidated Vic, it's uh, not much bigger than the postage stamp. So you would have been a bit of a weapon there. If you if you had Henry's uh, Dave Henry at Senate Ford, you could just give you Henry all day and you win the game. <laughs> so it's pretty easy, simple. Yep. But don't have to complicate it too much. We'll take a break there, Phil, because we're just starting to get stuck in uh, fantastic football career and cricket career. We're going to catch up after the break with Phil Lang. Welcome back. We're down memory lane with Phil Langford. We left you at school and when you talked about players and schoolmates like David Burnett and a few of the guys you talked about, a lot of you guys went into Colac and played on Stan Holland, I reckon, in the 16s. Were you in that group? Yeah, well, uh, I think I had a year in um, under-14s at Imperials. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. Because I wasn't allowed to play in the under-16s and that yeah. was, I think, the, the, the beginning of the under-16 yeah. um, team. So Stan why, coached that team. Why not Elvie? Why, you were out that way. Did, why did you come into um, Colac? I think Alistair was in here, yep. and, and I just followed along because he was in the under sixteen. So yep. yeah, okay. So went to well, we'll pick you up at the under sixteen at Colac because mm. I guess that was your your, your main club. Yep. When Marat did, was that that era where Stan Holland sort yep. of took charge? Yep. And I think they only came into that competition, which was a Camperdown Football League competition, under um, Stan for the first. Uh, first season, which was sort of late, later in the seventies. Uh, if I had a guess, I'd say about yeah, mid to late, yeah, yeah. seventy six or seven or something like that. Probably. A pretty good competition that uh, Camden Industry competition. Oh, it was, yeah. I mean, yeah, Cobden and Morlake and all those teams. Yeah, yeah it was good. It was a good competition. So then, obviously, progressed the uh, Colac under eighteen. So uh, what sort of side did they have back then? Was it a successful era or um, battling I, times? I I think I. Went up a year early, sort of thing. Um, I always, I don't know, I was pretty ambitious when yep. I was young, and I wanted to play at the next level as soon as possible. So I think um, I played a couple of years 
in the under-18s, and, and the second of those years was the amalgamation year. Yep. Still playing down at full-back? No, I tended to play, in, because I'd grown a bit, I tended to play in, in the ruck a bit more and, and uh, more the key positions. So, Had a very good but, uh, but, yeah, uh, in the ruck quite a bit at that yeah. age. All right, so you talk about the amalgamation. That happened in 79, which 80. flew into 1980, yep. where the two teams got together. Um, it was a lot of oh, a bit of dissension about the time. Your old man was rusted on Golak, um, but he was one of the guys I think that had the foresight, which was thankfully there was quite a few around to say, well, the two teams aren't going to work if they continue in the major league in Colac. So it gave younger players like yourself, I think, an opportunity to perhaps develop in a good team under a very good coach in Steve Theodore. What was it like back in those days playing, like coming from a junior level into a senior level under a guy like Steve? Oh, it was, it was terrific. I mean, you know, he was he had quite a reputation that preceded him before he came here and um, he lived right up to that <laughs> in, in a number of ways. But um, I do recall his first game. I was playing under-18s, but I remember him playing, I think it was at Port Ferry, and he kicked six or seven goals yep. from our forward flank away and just dominated the game. And clearly he was a great leader as well and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I managed to sneak a game in mm. in that year Um because of a few injuries to the, some of the bigger players. Um, and it was I think it was the um, Queen's birthday long weekend where they played an interleague game or something. Yep. We played on the Monday. So yep. unfortunately on the Tuesday I was diagnosed with um, glandular fever and the doctor said you can't play footy for a month. So that was a bit disappointing. But look, I, I don't think I would have been able to maintain my place in the side then because Gavin Foster and... Um, Forbes and you know Roddy Moore and all yeah, those yeah. great team. But you got your opportunity the following year, and of course uh, the Tigers uh, at that stage lost the grand final. I yep. think it was against Tarang, but yep. then it started a bit when you were eighty two, eighty three, and eighty five, yep. where they won uh, three. You were in all three. Yep. yep. Yeah. So what's your recollection of that era? Look, eighty two and and well, eighty one for that matter. Yep. I mean, it was a very like a lot of those guys from eighty sort of um, played that year. Rodney. Yep. Um, Perma and uh, Paul Armstrong went off to yep. Melbourne and all that. So it was a you know a different team altogether. But uh, we achieved quite a lot in that 81 year. I think um, we were beaten by Carroot in the second last game of the year um, by about 15 goals. Yep. And then we met them again in the preliminary final and won by 10. Yeah. Um, with Grubb and Gunner kicking about 10 goals each. That was a camping in. Yeah, I mean, we got rolled the next week, not by a lot, but um, yep. we weren't quite there. And then 80, 90, 80, 82 and 3, um, they were really strong sides. Yeah, and, and sort of, um, I think the likes of Tim Peakin, it was yep. another young kid come into the side yep. too and went on to play 250 AFL games. Yeah, so. Jared Foley was a yep. star at that age, Absolutely even was. as a young guy. Yep. Um, yeah, he was terrific. How old were you at this time, Phil? 17. So you come through with those guys, and, and as I said, a real pack. And as a junior player with those players, I and mean, you mentioned like the Moors and the, the Theodores and, and the like, you would have felt pretty uh, comfortable, uh, safe, uh, and pretty secure running out the well, ground. Well, I mean, it's funny. I, we all think differently, yep. I suppose. What I, I was oblivious, really. You're just young, you're bulletproof, you don't really worry too much. Yep. Um, in terms of um, the um, aggressive side of the game, I wasn't one of those to go toe-to-toe with anyone. I just used to play the ball and, and, you know, if anything happened, well, they'd look after you. In fact, uh, I do remember one day where I think one of your colleagues' fathers, if I've got the relationship correct here, might have 
give me a bit of a clip, and uh, uh, Brian Neville. Boyle was into him before um, <laughs> before I before I hit the ground. I think so. Neville, yeah. Neville Couch. Yes, <laughs> he, he's uh, he's in Western Australia. He won't be listening to this, Hopefully. but he might catch up with it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. so yeah, Boyle was um, in there sticking up for me immediately. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it was you. Yeah, you you sort of weren't too concerned about it. Feel free to come back Monday and square up with his son if you like. Yeah. There'll be no dramas. You mentioned before, <laughs> Phil, that you you grew and you were pretty tall, but were you pretty slight? Oh, skinny, yeah. Um, I don't know what weight I would have been, 82 kilos, 83 kilos or something. Rigging wet. Did you get an offer, did we ask, down to Fitzroy for um, a run? Later on, yeah. It's funny how those things work. I mean, the the, the, the zone system was pretty haphazard, as you would know. <laughs> I do remember playing like a rep game um, in Colac one day and we got, I think we had Gary Wilson as our coach, was sort of east-west Hampton each yep. other, versus each other. And, you know, it's all about the team and doing the team things and whatever and... Um, I was playing in the back pocket, which is probably a fair indication of where they saw me. Um, but managed to get six or seven handballs in the first quarter and didn't kick it. And yep. we came in at half time, and the one bloke that had got two kicks and uh, ran half the length of the ground, and he, you know, told everyone how good a job he was yep. doing. And the team thing didn't seem to matter much anymore. So, um, yeah, it's a really difficult thing back in those days. The pathway's now terrific. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and probably, uh, we'll get on to cricket later on, but probably they've taken a leaf out of the cricket's uh, book in some regards yep. where they're trying to develop that. So you, you played in the 85. We've, we've spoken uh, um, about the 85 grand final. It was a pretty tough game. Um, <laughs> you, Certainly. You, 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 I think your brother Alistair was knocked out. Yeah, look, yeah. something I should say there too, it's um, it's lost a little bit in and all, but, um, you know, I, if you recall a game, um, until quarter time, I think he was clearly the best mm, player absolutely. on yeah. the ground yep. um, and then got cleaned up and concussed and whatever. But the interesting thing was um, he was, as it turned out, the, the best and fairest count was held a day or two later and he lost by a vote yep. to me. Well, oh, yeah, I was going to say you won into the premiership here. <laughs> so clearly <laughs> I pinched that one, I believe. Um, he would have... He would have walked that in. I reckon he would have got all nine votes if he had a, been able to complete the game. So I was a bit fortunate in that. Yeah, it was your man that knocked him out, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think I think the guy that might have got him got quite a number of us. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But anyway, fond memories. All right, mate. We'll leave it there at eighty-five because uh, the the story does move on, yep. uh, and where you actually have a bit of a go at coaching yourself. Mm. Yes, we're down memory lane, of course, with Philip Lang, our very special. We'll give uh, the business a uh, bit of a uh, think water, of course, Phil. <laughs> down there, of course. Uh, 360 Murray Street, John. That's right. <laughs> For all your water solutions, go and see Phil Lang and the team at Think Water. Hey, um, yeah, we got to 1985, and then it was like, um, I think Brownie, Brian Brown was coach. Tell us, he's a good player, Brian. Terrific player. and uh, I, I mean, I really enjoyed um, his coaching, too, because... You know, grub was hard, hard, really hard. And I mean, our facilities weren't great. Then we had no. the lights on the grandstand, and that was it. And so training was very short and sharp, and, and really hard work. Whereas when Brownie came, the lights, the lights were there, and we got to use the old ground. And and he, you know, it was a fresh set yeah. of eyes and whatever. And uh, so I really enjoyed his his particularly the training aspect of yeah. it. And um, um, and yeah, he was a he was. A, Whilst he was sort of regarded by some as a bit of a pretty boy. Oh, mate, he was tough. He was a tough player. My word, he was, yes. Phil, there's a lot of talk now about coaches can't be too hard. We see it all the time in the in the modern era, I guess. Back then, did you find that those hard coaches were all right? Well, he didn't have a choice. It was just the, <laughs> yeah. it was the culture, right? It wasn't just grub. I mean, he was pretty hard, like I said. But a lot of coaches were that way. And, um, 
and you know things have changed now. I think um, you know some players would have responded better to to, to being treated differently. Yep. Yep. Um, but look, he, Grubb had a particular way with guys that he would he would go after the guys that he knew could take it yep. a lot of the time and knew that would respond. He didn't tend to go after guys if they went back in their shell by nature. So he he tended to just roll along with those. But yeah, he's he's pretty. Um, targeted about who he, he would he would go after sort of thing. In fact, um, he used to give Peter Mitchell absolute yep. hell. Mm. Um, but unbeknownst to me at that time, they were pretty good mates. Yeah, and I think the thing about Grubby, he's maintained his relationship. These players have maintained their relationship with him, so it speaks volumes. Oh yeah, I still see him in the shop yeah, from yeah, time to time, fantastic. and um, yeah, no, he's great influence. All right, well, you finished up. Did you go from Colac uh, or Colac, Craigleck, Colac to was it to Elvie or to Cobden? Which path? What? No, you? no, because you had a year at St Albans. Yeah, too. I got offered a fair bit to go to St Albans. Yep. Um, they put together a, 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 I called them the Super Saints at the time, yep. and it was a super team. I mean, I was just a bit part player really. They yep. had Tawny and Eddie and. Guys from Geelong, Delhouse from Geelong yep. West, um, David Masek. Yep. Um, they ended up at uh, Mortlake for a bit, and, and uh, it was a super, super team. And then um, did that for 12 months, but the travelling obviously wears thin. And then Alvey offered me the coaching job, so I did that for a couple of years. Yeah, out at Alvey, of course. Mm-hmm. Went from player to coach. What was the transition like? Um, difficult. Um, I and, found and the a, first sorry, year. Sorry, just before you go, at a club like Alvey, mm-hmm. who want success all times. They're, mm. they're just looking for success. So yep. you would have been under the pump from day one. Yeah, well, I mean, I think um, one of the other guys on this, I might have been Finney mentioned it a while ago, that um, when I was appointed coach, from the point, it might, might have said something about me, from the time that I was appointed, you know, there's about a dozen players moved on, retired, <laughs> went elsewhere, went to other clubs, things like that. So um, the team I thought I had when I signed up was <laughs> not quite exactly the same. So, But look, we, we played... Um, finals in the first year, which I think was a reasonable achievement. And yep. um, but I found it really difficult coaching and playing. Yeah. Um, so the second year, I, we got um, Freddie Lynch to be pretty much the bench coach, for yep. want of a better term. And I would pretty much leave the running of the team to him. You know, not try and play and coach the one like on the ground. It was just and concentrated on playing. A bit like today in the modern football, Vic. You've got yep. good people around you, and, and Fred was. Yeah. Finished up at Cobden. Yep. Alistair was up there coaching, so you went across there and, and really enjoyed your time there. Yeah, I only had the 12 months yeah. and then um, we, we weren't that strong, but that was the genesis of those premiership yep. teams five, six years later because yep. Stephen Hammond, um, Wayne Walsh and mm. Shane Garner, Marty Darcy, all those guys yep. that became key players in those premierships were 16, 17. Yep. So... Um, it was still an enjoyable year. Like, yeah, a good bunch of guys and all that sort of thing. We had a bit of fun. Yeah, no, the ripping guys and, and went on to win a couple of premierships. Yep. Then did you finish up back at Colac? Was that the end of the, your career? Well, the following year, Vicky and I went overseas for six months. Yep. Um, played cricket in England for three months and then travelled for about three months and then came home. And then um, the following season, home, came back when um, Dwayne was Dwayne Russell, coaching Colac. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 92, yeah. So 92. 92, yeah, 92 sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. And, um, yeah, came back for that year. But I found that really difficult, um, having not played for that sort of 12 or 18 months, um, really struggled, um, and with just confidence and all that sort of thing. So I didn't have a, the most wonderful year. Although I'm, I've got to say um, it's not a popular um, opinion probably, but I think Dwayne was a little bit hard done by in some ways because once he worked out that he needed to play... Mm. 
you know, on the ball and the, and the grounds got softer. He was probably our best player in the second half of that year. Yeah. Now, I know there was some angst at the end of the year over contracts and and he ended up leaving, but um, um, he his knees were pretty stuffed when he came, which we all knew, and... Um, but his second half of the year was really, really good. Well, and, and I guess the upshot too was uh, that the uh, side went on one the flag in '93, the following yes. year. So, yeah, well, so yeah, yeah. So he left in good, yeah. perhaps good nick. Um, we'll transition across to cricket. But, but I mean, a footy career, Vic, you're playing uh, three flags, win a, a, a club medal, and uh, interleague honours. Not a bad career. No, you reckon that's not a bad career. That's Let's start on his cricket. Even better job. Oh my word! Uh, where did it start? Where did your man? Where did you play your first game of competitive cricket? Was it out at? Warren, or was it in here at City United? No, United. So, yep. Dad, as you're aware, Dad yep. um, was part of that uh, United amalgamation um, type yep. thing. And um, so we just followed along and played juniors there, Alistair and I. Um, I do remember my first game quite clearly. Um, Peter Cole was our coach. Um, Peter yeah. Cole, he would have only been a young bloke. Yep. Um, he's about 18 or 19. Yep. Um, we were at Little Willoughby. He, we were in the back of his panel van, and he, <laughs> he left. I reckon the, the, the panel van left the ground when we went over the railway line. <laughs> <laughs> well mentioned, <laughs> and um, and we played against um, Errol Willoughby, who had um, a guy by the name of Nick Amiot. Yeah, yes, yeah. And Tommy Moore, who were fifteen, sixteen, yep. and built like men. And for me, it was frightening. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Because they did have a, a good side out there. They had some good juniors. Yeah, Lee Maney would have been playing. Too. Uh, he was a bit was, older than that, yep. but yeah, they, those two guys were quite quick yep. anyway. Yep. And um, yeah, I was. Baptism myself, yeah. All right, so you get through your junior side. Um, your old man picture, was he your first captain you played in senior cricket under? Oh, that's a good... I think so. Um, I do recall, um, again, playing my first A-grade game at Willoughby, and that was because Peck Brown, um, who didn't have a licence at the time, um, got left behind at the Austral, so he decided to stay there for the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so I batted 11 in jeans and dad's shirt. Did you? <laughs> At about, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old. Or Did you have a red ink here? Did you go out? No, nah, zero. All right. Yep. Out for a gozer. All right, we'll take a break, mate, because there's a lot of cricket to talk about. Phil Lang, our special guest down memory lane this morning. Yeah, welcome back down memory lane with Phil Lang. Victor Mims uh, joins us this morning. Nick Kay on furlough and uh, Vic. Uh, very I'm impressive just a passenger stories. on this well, well, it's fantastic. A very interesting story. As I said, we haven't even scratched the surface, Phil. Um, started your cricket career at City United. Uh, how many years there before you then, uh, oh, I think there was a package of you all went out to Warren. It was led by your dad again. Well, led by the, the two younger boys, actually. Yep. Because we lived out there, um, they played all their junior cricket there because it was yep. close to home. Um, I'd played probably, I don't know, three or four years of senior cricket with, with United. Any successful in those years? We won a flag which I think would go close to being one of the boilovers yep. of all time whereby Albie were the really, really strong team and we just scraped into the finals, beat Colac in the semi-final um, after I think Dad might have got 60 or 70 yeah. to get us over the line and then um, we played Albie in the final and... Knocked them over for about seventy or eighty, and they were the the gun team. And um, um, yeah, that was a, a, a really good day. Were you uh, the opening bowl? Yeah, so yeah. myself and Dad. So I think I got five, and he got four, and, and there was a <laughs> Not a bit might have been a run out. In fact, there was a run out. <laughs> yeah. Now you say that, I remember um, getting a finger on a drive, and it and it ran the bloke out at the nice so six. Well, not really, but oh, well, what was it like playing? Cricket along and opening the bowling alongside your old man. Oh, look, it was great. You didn't really appreciate it. Probably no. appreciate it more now. Yeah. Um, um, 
I, I think even that competitive instinct, even then, was you know you wanted to sort of one up them <laughs> because they were older or whatever. And um, but no, it was it was a really good experience. Yeah. At that time, did Alistair leave United and go to Ira Willoughby? No, Alistair played two or three years in Melbourne. Okay, um, which I followed along and did for With a North couple Melbourne. of years. Yeah, yep. for a couple of years yep. and. Um, so he, his teenage years was sort of spent down there, and um, I did play a year with him, on and off through the seconds and that. And um, as I said, um, it gets lost a bit, but he was, he was, scarily quick as a sort of yep. seventeen, eighteen year old. Yep. And, and the thing uh, for you to be down North Melbourne, you were down there and playing first. Uh, not at that stage. It was mainly seconds. A yep. bit later on, I went and played in that North Melbourne Geelong amalgamation yep. in the mid eighties. Yep, and managed to play three or four games that year in the first. That's a damn good effort. Because uh, well, now, well, did they have Ian Chapel at the club at that time? No, no, he was he yep. was gone by then. And that was more around when Alistair was there. I think yep. I don't know that he played with him either. Yep. But yeah, um, he does claim one thing though that um, he batted with Garfield Sobers. Yes, and uh, they made a partnership of twenty four. Of which Sober's got 24. <laughs> <laughs> Probably off four hits too. To be, uh, to six be drives through cover for four. Yeah. <laughs> he, was a, he was a gem. A bit before your time, Vicky. Hey, uh, but let's get on to Warren because yep. we've had Marty Rennett on this show and we've had your dad and yep. we've had a. It was a, just a dynasty and, and what a great rivalry you had with the likes of Alvy and later on Cobden. Yep. But how did it all sort of eventuate? So it eventuated on the back of the two younger boys being out yep. there. Dad was sort of thinking about not playing or whatever, and then they got him because they had a young team. Yep. Let's, you know, Mark and... Um, Mark Lynch, of course. Gavin Island and yep. Cookie and um, Chris Sadler and, yep. you know, quite Major. a lot. Mm. Um, so they got him there as captain, and then that sort of coincided with the following season. I'd been in Melbourne, and the rules around that were that if you didn't play in your local comp, you were a free agent, effectively. Okay. So I was able to just go there without a clearance. So it sort of made sense. At the time, um, United... We're playing at the showgrounds, yep. which was fairly unforgiving yep. after Christmas. <laughs> um, you know, they'd have the show. Pretty and hard to feat. Yeah, they'd you have know, the horses, show and they'd... Oh, yeah, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> you um, never have to shoe them like a horse oh, and bowl back there, Victor, fit, fit in the footprints. And, of course, you know, they've got those trees around yeah. in, 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 you know, oh, January and oh, oh. nowhere. It, was, it, was, yeah. it wasn't great. So, I mean, it was a choice between playing there and, and, and going out to Warren, which is obviously had the turf and that. So yep. that was sort of... And I mean, you know, I knew quite a lot of the guys. Sads was one of my mates. Yeah. And what, what, what about that area? Because it didn't take you long to get in your stride, really. Um, you put together a side that basically stayed together for over a decade. Yeah, there was a nucleus of about six or seven of us. Um, a couple, like, like Hutch and Nick, came in mm. after a couple of years and, and then they stuck for the majority of it. And, um, and obviously Marty and myself, I think, were the only two to play in all of those, those premiership sort of thing. Um, Johnny Gall. I want to ask you a bit about John in a minute, but go, go yep. on. Um, Cookie, um, who have we got? Alistair, Nick Hutch, myself, Renitz. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, Cookie, there was about six or seven of us. That, Did Mike play on that, Mike Williamson? Uh, Mike snuck in for a couple. Um, yes, he was a. He uh, famously said at a presentation night one night that um, he'd worked out that Warren was the best team in Colic. Mm. Um, Colic and District were the best team in the zone. Yep. And so therefore he and he won the fielding award. So therefore he was the best fielder in the Western <laughs> District. <laughs> and he's still uh, he'd still stand by that. Yep. Yeah, Johnny Gorwell was a uh, he, he was a phenomenon really because um, he was just cricket just churned out runs. But that was his a lot of his life. Yeah, was it was his life. Yeah, his, yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that, a big part of his life. And um, 
very unorthodox. He used yep. to frustrate some bowlers. Some bowlers didn't have so much trouble, but Stick Anderton used to nearly tear his hair out with yep. him sometimes because he'd bowl it outside off and he'd put him over square leg and things like that. <laughs> so, um, was he yeah. underrated, do you reckon, Phil, by those outside the club? Um, was he underrated? No, I don't think so. I think just the weight of runs. Mm-hmm. And he was really hard to get out. Yeah. Really hard to get out. Very stubborn. But the, those days, if someone did fail in those days, you always had blokes that would come in and make runs and make them pretty quickly. The rivalry between Alvey, uh, what was like on the ground? Because it, it seemed from looking over the fence was pretty fierce at times. Oh, it was on the ground. But, I mean, I think, to be fair, you know, to, to our guys and theirs for the, in the main, that, that whilst you competed really hard on the, on the ground, mm. when we got off the ground, um, you know, We'd sit down and have a drink afterwards, and 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 you know not fight and bitch and yep. carry on. So, um, yes, it was fierce on the ground, but pretty friendly afterwards. I yeah. would say they pretty great friendly, games. always friendly, most of the time. Yeah, they were great games, and of course Cobden come over, and they were another story, weren't they? Because they, uh, as you said, they Wayne Walsh, Neil Simmons, Shane Garner, uh, Shane Garner. Yep. they were they were just another another dimension. Yeah, Brendan Collin, and yeah, um, yeah they. had... They could really bat. I mean, and it's a, it's, it's a funny thing. It's a, a different um, philosophy, but theirs was all about running, about, mm. about how many runs you make, yep. and and ours was about whether you bowled them out type yeah. thing. So, yeah, it was oh, a really great, great challenge. Yeah. Who was the most challenging batter you ever bowled to? Oh, look, I think, along with a lot of people, Wayne was probably one of the most difficult. Um, he would probably give you a chance Walsh, early, yeah. Wayne Walsh, yeah, yep. but um, if you didn't take it, um, look out. It I remember Hutch turned over, turned up at... Um, Cobden one day and we managed to get him to nick it and Hutch wasn't in the greatest shape when he arrived and completely missed <laughs> it. Before. In fact, didn't react, <laughs> which went for four and then um, we got him out for 178. Wow, yeah. About three or three, four hours later. Yeah, great to watch back then. Phil, you went on to, we'll come back to your cricket in a minute, but yep. you went on to become president of the league. Yep. I'd like to get your opinion about cricket now. It, it, was it an eye-opener to be in charge of a competition that seemed to be at times um, going in different directions, clubs going in different directions? Was it a, a difficult time and, and, and did it sort of make you think that some of the tradition, sportsmanship um, had gone out of the game? Well, I don't think that's just a local thing. I mean, you know, we were taught by our old man yep. that, you know, you pretty much shut up. You didn't sledge the opposition and that sort of thing. Um, if you had, you know, you could be friendly and all that sort yep. of thing, but... You didn't just, you know, walk down the pitch and abuse someone or anything like yep. that. So um, um, that's sort of how we were brought up. And obviously things have changed a bit. There's a lot lot of chatter. Um, I do think that, and it's a frustration of mine, um, ultimately back in the, when, when we were younger, that the umpires were in control of the game. Yep. And they were the sole arbiter, basically. Whereas when they brought in this... Um, you know, spirit of cricket and all that, and they put the onus on the captains. Well, the problem you have with that is if you've got a captain who doesn't give a stuff about the spirit of cricket, well, where's your game going? So I, th- I think it should be put more in the hands of the umpires, and they need to be more assertive in many ways, but it's it's not an easy job either. All right, we're going to take a break, Vic. We're going to wrap this up because we're going to get through some stats, some uh, best players and, and whatnot after the break. Yes, welcome back down memory lane. Uh, unfortunately, we're sort of getting close to the end of the show, Vic. You can go on all morning with uh, Phil, and I think some of the stuff you talk about off air could, <laughs> could be it could be more interesting. Perhaps we might have to do an after dark session. We always say that. Yeah, oh yeah, it'd be great. Phil, um, cricket was a it, it was a big part of your life, and I, in some ways, I feel that you preferred your cricket over your footy. Yeah, that's that's a fair comment. Um, I think that um, 
you know, I, I liked involved in the game. Um, and, yeah, I don't know why it is, but it was just probably a preference. Not a, not a massive one, but, yep. yeah. Phil, yeah. you, you mentioned before about the pathways to, to AFL, and, and yep. cricket's the same now. There's so many more pathways. Yep. Do you think yourself or, or other people you played with, with the Big Bash and with all these pathways down cricket, could have taken their cricketing further? Oh, look, I think it doesn't do any harm. Um, certainly with the rocket system and all that, that's that's a help being in Geelong because um, when we were doing it, you know, we were travelling to Melbourne yep. and that was just too much, really. Um, so, yeah, I think that is now opening up. Um, you might find guys that, are, you know, are just d- district cricketers and there are some already in the Big yep. Bash. Um, yes. So, yeah, I think... It, it, it can open up and probably will even more as time goes along. You often reckon Liam Buchanan was probably born, you know, five yep. to ten years earlier. Yep. He would have Absolutely. been sensational in the big yep. backs. Phil, how many premierships were born? Ten? Yeah, so we had ten there and then um, we snuck that one in with United. When, yep. when I was so 11 young. premierships yep. in cricket, Vic, a couple of premier, three premierships in football. A lot of players go through their whole careers. Don't even get a sniff at a grand final. That's Not 14. And how many league medals? Uh, no league medals. Well, what's going on? No. He must have been uh, Chatty the umpire. No, no, I just did. I mean, we got took over the journey. Would not have a clue. Few reunions, fourteen oh, premiers. Yeah, yes. they're all the same blokes turn up. And that was a beauty of that day because they were all consistent. But yep. Vic asked you before uh, about batsmen. He said Wayne Walsh. A lot of people say that you were the best bowler they faced. But as far as you're concerned, um, who was a uh, everyone says the most dangerous is Mark Lynch without a question. But who was the best bowler you probably faced as a batsman? Faced, so well I faced Mark because he played at a Wilpie for a few years. Yep. Um, I would say, yeah, Mark's up there with for me, like yep. like a he lot. But uh, as again, um, I saw Alistair in Melbourne, mm. and um, yeah, he cleaned up a few blokes, got him right between the eyes. <laughs> he was ruthless. It, yeah, and I think, um, like I said, it was it's lost on a lot of people in here because they never saw it. But um, he was frighteningly quick. I want to ask you a question. It's going to put you right on the spot here. Right. Who was the best keeper you bowled to? Was it Dean Hutchison or Gavin Holland? I knew you'd ask this. Um, well, we have Gavin for two years, and at, at that time, um, I would say they were. And I'm not, you know. You're running away. No, not running away from. Come on. Just... I would say they were on a better par <laughs> when we saw Gavin, but obviously Gavin's career. Yeah. In, in district cricket, he was. They were very different. Um, Gavin was very workmanlike in, in in what he did, and you know, very disciplined and practiced hard and did, and did all the right things. And that's why he, he did so well down there. Um, whereas Hutchwet was more of a flair type keeper, but um, yeah, he pulled off some amazing stuff. And, and the other thing I will say about Hutch. Um, Whilst he probably didn't make as many runs as we would have liked overall, I could watch him bat all day. Yeah, and there was a season there where him and Brendan batted a lot. They made a lot of runs together and... um yeah, it was good just to turn up and watch. Was that an answer, Jock? Well, not really. But, right but I think but I think you summed up before when you said... Uh, when when I, yeah, when I saw them, I think they're about on a par, but obviously Gavin had a, a, a great career and, and you would have to say that that would supersede I'll, Hutch. I'll take it further. I don't reckon he's forgiven Hutch for turning up shabby that morning and dropping <laughs> Wayne Walsh. I reckon that's where he's... Uh, 170 lodging. runs later. Yeah. <laughs> and you said he wasn't in great shape. Maybe Gavin would have turned up a little bit fitter. Probably would <laughs> And uh, we talk about it a bit, but uh, no. But we've had a lot of fun with that. Show Phil, your own kids, uh, the two girls, and Das. Yep. Um, of course, Jessie works here. Uh, Kelsey, the other door. They've been at the top of the tree in their sports too. You must be very proud. Yeah, we are. I mean, um, it's, it's interesting with, with Das, with the profile, with footy and all that stuff. Um, you know, you get asked about that a lot, and sometimes the girls get sort of um, not forgotten about, but 
they, you know, go, they're in the background a little bit. But, um, you know, they've achieved a lot already. And, um, you know, Kelsey's been playing Nipple with Garlic for a long time now. And, and Jess has achieved quite a bit with Cougars and the underage yes. stuff and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, we're proud of them all. Um, um, and equally, for sure. Do you reckon Jess? Uh, I was, thought Jess should have a go at footy. I reckon she'd be all right. Oh, I did encourage her to. Um, yeah. I don't think she'd mind. Um, yeah. She wouldn't mind the contact. I don't believe. No. But um, yeah, and I, I must say, um, she kicks it better than than Kelsey does. And <laughs> maybe maybe, some, maybe Darcy on his right <laughs> foot now. Um, a great sporting family, the Lang family, as I said, from your father on. Uh, the Archie Lang Award still given for the. Uh, yeah. Bowling award too. Yeah. So, being synonymous, the uh, the name, mate. He's very played a very big part in the history of that. Um, and of course, um, you know, premierships. I'd like to know between you all um, how many you have, uh, would have uh, accumulated over the years. I'd say to be quite a few. But um, Vic, written in the annals of uh, local cricket and football, uh, the Lang family. And uh, mate, you should be very proud of what you've achieved so far. Will we, will we see you on the uh, lawn bowling arena at any stage? Well, Dad had always said that um, he would never play bowls when he was out on the farm and that sort of thing. And um, look what we've got now. So (laughs) I'm not quite as strong on it, but it's not something that appeals just yet. Who would be ideal for you you yourself and who three others? Surely uh, Murray Williams would be up there. Um, Yeah, if I had to pick a four. (laughs) Well, he'd be there for entertainment. Yeah, as a lead. Um, Oh, goodness. I think Rennett's. Oh, God. I know that doesn't sort of sit that well with you, uh, but yeah, we, no, Marty, I'm and just I, that. Marty and I seem to uh, operate on a similar wavelength at times. Not the same, but no. um, yeah, we've got a lot of I've got a lot of time for Marty as well. And um, oh goodness, throw our head around. Um, Maybe Heinzy just for a little bit of aggression there. Yeah, just as a skipper. Mm. Uh, Marty Rennett's Vic, uh, very much like you, very laconic. Uh, at times, would have been a, a captain's nightmare, fair to say. Phil, turn up late. Oh, look, regularly, um, <laughs> yeah, regularly we would have our little huddle before we'd go yeah. out and he either wouldn't be there or he'd be putting his boots on the boundary or whatever. Or we'd get an over or two in sometimes and he'd turn up. <laughs> frustrating man. I live with a man, Vic. Very frustrating man is our partner. Phil, great to catch up this morning. As I said, we could go on and on. But as I said, very uh, proud family and, mate, as I said, well done to you. And, uh, of course, I'll, I'll have to get Alistair on. We might get the... Uh, the uh, the three, uh, well, three. Lang families. It should be nice to get then the three boys on. Count uh, the premierships. Yeah, <laughs> well, Nick Nick's a long way of coming off. Uh, Phil, don't worry about that. But thanks for joining us this morning, mate. And um, good luck if you do take a bowls. And don't forget, think Water Vic down there in Murray Street, opposite uh, Vic Chalamar Nursery. I think it is. Yeah, very very good job. Good on you, Phil. Thanks very much, Vic. Thanks for filling in this morning. No dramas. Don't what forget, a story. Who are you going for tonight? Port Adelaide uh, or the Bullies? No, I think Port Adelaide are far right. too strong. No worries. Well, let's hope uh, the Bullies win then. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll catch up with the next Saturday. We might be back, Phil. We might be back playing sport next week. Let's, let's hope. hope. Let's really then hope. we can really get uh, put this Somebody football season to bed. All right, Vic. Uh, thank you. We'll catch you next uh, Saturday morning at 8 o'clock for another edition of whether it's Down Memory Lane or Sports Today. But until then, take care. Catch Sports Saturday Live every Saturday morning from 8 on 1134 3CS, 3cs.com.au or via the radio app. And catch up on all the walks down memory lane right here.